For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. I'm going to be joined by Alphonse Sidney today. Make sure to check out FiveReasonsSports.com. We're posting this episode in the afternoon. We did a, another episode last night, Alex Toledo and I did. We decided to redo this one because we had some technical issues. But one thing you should definitely do is check out our website today. We've got a merchandise sale, 10% off everything in the store, all our heat stuff, dolphin stuff, panther stuff. We've got some cane stuff in there. Um, go check all of that out. We've even got some five on the floor logo shirts. Why? Because 10% off the entire day using the promo code Giannis. You've got to spell it correctly. That's on you, not me. Giannis21. Giannis21. Why is that the code? We'll talk about that on the episode. But before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network and the Five on the Floor podcast, Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. If it's frustrating to shop for dress clothes because you can't find the right fit, color, or style, or maybe you feel like you never know what to wear or how to wear it, you've got a wedding, a special event coming up, or you just wear professional attire daily, that's why you've got to go see Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. That's in South Miami, her private showroom, located right across from Sunset Place, on Red Road. Cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like. So schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. Give her a call at 305-310-2085. 305-310-2085. Nothing fits like custom-tailored clothes. Stop buying off the rack. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back with Alphonse Sydney. Like I said, make sure to check out the episode that I did with Alex Toledo reviewing the Heat's two wins over the weekend against Dallas and Brooklyn, and also a little bit of a Justice Winslow nugget in there. Uh, before we get to today's episode, we did decide to bring Alphonse Sydney back. Um, there was some conversation that Alex and I had when Alf left for the weekend to Columbia where we didn't know if he was coming back, but also um, because the great chef Trilly basically shook up all of NBA Twitter uh, with his post about how Andre Iguodala said Duncan Robinson was the greatest shooter he's ever played with. <laughs> and somehow, we're going to have to have Trilly on the pod. <laughs> he's been to some of our watch parties. Um, that somehow that got C.J. McCullough and Lou Williams, and then finally Andre Iguodala to comment on it. Um, Andre says he says some crazy stuff, but nothing <laughs> that crazy. Um, Alf, were you concerned that because of uh, you know, Chef Trill, I mean, you're, you're the Heat Twitter president, but you've never done that, uh, that, that we might no, actually... No, Trilly's the best at that. Yes. He's I was concerned guy. about getting fired on my day off because I would just be weird. Yes. Um, also, I just, I did, I did like the fact that I had to be replaced with another black guy. Well, felt we that do. was weird. <laughs> no, we do. But I mean, well, like I said, unlike a lot of the other media outlets, we, we actually are diverse. We like to keep that going. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. 
I mean, if but, we need uh, to quote, it would be of sort of white non-Jewish males. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we need more of those in the network. We need more we of those. We don't have like a lot Simon of Simon Clancy, and that's it. So. Yeah, that's it. And he and he's and he's a good liberal. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's uh, not a lot of those, right? I mean, we we had we had more of my type before. Uh, some of them left. Uh, but uh, yeah, we a lot, lot, lot of uh, lot, lot of Hispanic, Latino, a lot of lot of uh, African Americans, a lot of yourself. Uh, we look like Miami. So yeah, that's, we, we, that's a we, good thing. we look like Miami. So yeah, obviously, I would continue to diversify our portfolio, uh, even even if you left. But yes, you're back. Um, I don't really want to know about your trip. Uh, the less I know about Colombia, the better. But that'll be um, on that'll be on light skin opinions. We'll we'll cover that one. On, that, that, Exactly. We don't, we, we don't need to get into that. Uh, today, we're, we're going to just focus on today is Giannis 2021. That, that's our focus. But before we do, I've got one kind of news nugget that I had done on the previous podcast, but it didn't make the cut because of the technical issues we had. And it was something I heard about Duncan Robinson. Now, we did a lot of praising of Kendrick Nunn in the last pod, Alf, because I feel like not enough of that has been done. I feel like we've been guilty of that at times. He's shooting about 56%, averaging close to 20 points a game since the All-Star break. So, like, since he got healthy, I know that his opponents are probably shooting the same, uh, but he's been really good offensively, and, and he's been a re- <coughs> really great find. But I kind of have been shopping this question around uh, heat circles and agent circles the past couple weeks, which is, if you look at who the Heat's untouchables are, who would you put in that category? And, of course, Bam is first, and Tyler Hero is second. But I can tell you definitively uh, from conversations I've had that Duncan Robinson is third and is getting closer to second. <laughs> so I, I think that does that is that a disparagement of Kendrick Nunn? No. Do they value Kendrick Nunn? Absolutely. But I want to give you a little backstory on this. And the reason why I think this first thing, does that surprise you that 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 in terms of trade talks of the future, that they would prior they would prioritize keeping Robinson over Nunn? Not at all. I mean, and I, I've been telling people like crazy to, to follow Simon Sperling. You guys had him on the show. Um, the numbers that he's put up this year are historic, like literally historic. And I, when you see the gap between what he's done and what, what some of the best players in the league history, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, like what he's done compared to what they've done, like he, the gap is just huge. We're talking about games of three plus uh, three or more three pointers, five or more three pointers, fastest to, to, to 200 threes, and what he does for their offense. Now, defensively, we can talk about that all day. But if you look at his net rating, you look at his plus minus, what he does for the offense is so huge. Even when he doesn't shoot the ball, like the spacing he creates, the gravity that he creates, like he, he helps their offense run so much more smoothly. And he's such a good offensive player that there are – like he kind of – overcompensates and makes up for the lack of defense and I also and I'm, I know I'm going to get hate on this I don't think he's their worst defensive player I, and I, I think that's been a little bit overblown because I think he gets attacked a lot but he is not their worst defensive player there are other guys on the floor right now that literally they can't stay in front of anybody so yeah no it doesn't surprise me at all and I, you know I'm 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 one of Duncan Robinson's biggest fans right now. One of my favorite things on the on the broadcast is just waiting for him to hit his first three to hear how long the streak is, waiting for him, waiting for him to hit his second three to hit how long that streak is. Like, it's just fascinating to watch him this year and to think that he's an undrafted guy out of Michigan that literally couldn't get on the floor last year. 
Yeah, it is amazing. And, but here's why they value him more. And it's, it's all the things you're talking about, but also it is about investment, right? He's their investment. Okay. He's something that they've built from the ground up essentially. Kendrick Nunn's a little different. Kendrick Nunn was picked up on the last day of the season. Uh, basically, uh, so they'd have an, first thing they did like him. Uh, part of it though, they were trying to get under the tax. Uh, and when they signed Ronnie Magruder, uh, or got rid of Rodney Magruder, right? Waived Rodney Magruder. But the other thing was they needed a non-guaranteed contract. And I can tell you um, that when they signed him, that the folks around Jimmy Butler took that as a sign that the Heat would be coming after Jimmy Butler. Do you know why that is? No. Okay. When they signed Kendrick Nunn, you're saying that. Yes, they, yes. They because, they, because basically it had kind of become known that the Heat were interested in Jimmy. We knew that, right? They'd already, uh, you know, the, 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 down the road potentially, and that potentially if Jimmy ever wanted to get to Miami, there were going to need to be some non-guaranteed contracts that were thrown in, okay, uh, to make a deal work. Remember when David Griffin, uh, you know, basically to, to create room for LeBron, uh, picked up some non-guaranteed contracts in, in return for guaranteed contracts? Remember in 2014? This was kind of looked at as a similar thing, that basically you're picking up some non-guaranteed contracts, so if you need to do a sign-and-trade, you can do a sign-and-trade, okay? Um, and so, uh, so that was part of the thinking there. It was a little bit of a signal that they were going to be coming after Jimmy. So the thought process was Ken, Kendrick Nunn might be included in that trade, uh, you know, so just the, to make was, a deal it wasn't, they were, they were The intention wasn't, wasn't always to keep him, you're saying? Correct. Correct. Now, I think they liked him, but I don't, but again, he's not their investment, right? Like he wasn't in their G League program. He was in Golden State's G League program. So this is a different deal. It's not the same as what you were, you were looking at uh, with Duncan Robinson, where this has been somebody they've been sort of developing from the ground up. And so, I, I, again, they like Kendrick Nunn. They value Kendrick Nunn. They're not going to give Kendrick away for nothing. He's got an incredible contract. We talked about that. But Duncan Robinson is viewed as a perfect core piece to put with Jimmy Butler. He is as the size, as a shooter. Now, does he have to become a better defender? Absolutely. But what I'm telling you is this was part of the consideration, uh, you know, in, in terms of some of the trades they were looking at, you know, during this, this break was that Duncan was not going to be on the table any more than Bam was going to be on the table or Hero was going to be on the table. But none was discussed. That's my understanding. Discussed. And, and that's gotten out. I mean, Oklahoma City, there was some talk there. I can tell you Oklahoma City wanted Crowder. Um, you know, I, I still don't think that's the reason the deal broke down. It was more about Gallinari and years. Um, so basically, uh, you know, th that, that's, what, that's what played into some of this was, you know, Oklahoma City did want Crowder instead of maybe Solomon Hill being sent out there or maybe James Johnson being repackaged out there. But none was discussed. But Duncan Robinson is not someone who's going to be discussed. So I think we need to change the way we think of him. He's viewed as a core piece of this team with Bam, with Hero, with Jimmy. Duncan's the fourth. Um, now, who else? Do they re-sign Dragic? Do they re-sign DJJ? Do they re-sign Myers Leonard? We'll see. But I'm just telling you, uh, those are the, the core pieces. We're going to talk about Giannis here the entire rest of the episode. Before we do that, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network, the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. It's onecalllegal.com, onecalllegal.com. Make sure you spell it out. They've got it somewhere there. 24 hours a day to handle just about any case. Immigration, traffic tickets, uh, you've got, you know, you've you got a sports law question. Um, they, they've gotten into that as well. Personal injury, slip and fall. They handle everything at the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. They're right there in North Miami, right before the Golden Blades, just south of the Golden Blades. 
on I-95 or right off of I-95. If they're right on I-95, you might have more accidents to attend to. They're right next to I-95. You can actually see I-95 from the offices. And again, like I told you, they got great people there, whether it's David, whether it's Mendy, whether it's Joe, whether it's Eric, uh, all of them are down there at the office and they can handle all of your concerns. So it's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, onecalllegal.com. All right, welcome back to the Five on the Floor podcast. And so now we're going to get to the topic everybody wants to talk about. And we've been pushing this. And yeah, there's a little bit of, I don't know, uh, what would you say, Alf? Have, have we gone overboard with the Giannis BAM 2021 stuff? I mean, I don't know if it's overboard. Okay, let me be honest. Yeah, it is overboard. <laughs> we, I mean, we love transactions more than what's actually going on. Um, and you, you heard me complain about that in the past, but I understand, you know, I understand the attraction to it. I understand the interest in it. You know, you know how I am. Me personally, I'd rather talk about the games, but it is something, I mean, the thing is, it's the elephant in the room because you see, you can see the way that they're maneuvering their cap and they're, they're maneuvering everything they do around 2021. So it's kind of hard to even talk about what's going on on the court without talking about the reasons they can't make this move or that move, and it all centers around that one free agency summer. Right. And so, look, it's a long way off, right? And a lot of stuff can happen. And Milwaukee is really damn good, which is obviously something we're probably going to learn tonight. They're Um, they're, 52-8. and Well, they're historically good. Like, defensively, they're historically good. It's not just the record. Like, what they're doing in this era where it's so impossible to stop anybody and they're stopping everybody – is unique and Chris Middleton has taken a leap to be a legitimate number two this year. I didn't know that he was. I give credit to Nikias Duncan for being early on that. But look, Chris Middleton was not this player the past couple of years. He's been better. Okay, now will this hold up in the playoffs? Will Eric Bledsoe bleep the bed again in the playoffs? We don't know, but they've been really good. They've overcome the loss of Brogdon. So we're really going to handle this three different ways while we encourage you to go get a Giannis Bam 2021 shirt from the website. 10% off today. Use the code Giannis21. Um, but anyway, first way is why would Giannis leave Milwaukee? And here's the case that I've made, and we'll handle this quickly, but the case I had made was that it was kind of LeBron 2.0. He was in a city that's not traditionally a big uh, you know, draw to free agents, um, not a place that they necessarily wanted to go. Um, and so I said the best player he'd ever get next to him was Chris Middleton. And now that doesn't look so bad. Um, but at the time, it was LeBron, it was Mo Williams. And although Giannis has acted like he doesn't care about the noise, eventually it gets to everybody. And it certainly got to LeBron, obviously, who was more scrutinized than Giannis. But it was around this time that LeBron kind of got sick of hearing it, not winning a championship. And so Giannis is going to be a little over 26, almost 27 by the time that he's a free agent. Um, and And LeBron was 25 and change, okay, at the time he was a free agent. So about the same age. And my case was, okay, if he doesn't win big in Milwaukee, particularly if they have these great regular seasons, and look, LeBron had great regular seasons. They won 66 games one year. I don't know how he did it with that roster, but it wasn't enough that Giannis might look to leave. What do you think the chances are that he would look to leave? If they win a championship, Alf, is it a done deal? He's not leaving. How do you think that plays out? I think if they win a championship, he's not leaving. I think he does like Milwaukee. He likes that uh, community. They've embraced him, obviously, like he's so beloved there. And he doesn't seem like a flashy kind of guy. I mean, I feel like the Milwaukee life could be a nice, simple life. I mean, it's something that it might be something that's attracted to him. I don't understand it because I live in Miami. Why would, why would I ever understand why anyone would live in Milwaukee? But if and that's if they win. Now, if he spends the next two years beating, knocking his head against the wall, a la LeBron, 
um, winning MVPs but not being able to get out of, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals, even maybe making a Finals but losing to, like, a juggernaut team who has two legit superstars. I know Chris Middleton is a solid number two, but is he Paul George? Is he Anthony Davis? Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You know, is he, and are those guys ever going to come to Milwaukee? And after two years of beating his head against the wall, it might be, he might say, you know what, I can never win big here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he might be right because if, he, if they can't attract that second guy and they can't, beat these other super teams, basically. Um, I mean, and Golden State's going to be back next year. Brooklyn yeah. is going to be really good next year. So if they don't win it this year, there's no – I mean, I don't – there's no guarantees uh, that he'll win in Milwaukee. And if he doesn't, and if he, and that frustration builds up and people start talking about Giannis can't win the big one, I can see him making a move. Yeah, the same thing. And, and like I said, we always talk about how a guy won't leave and he loves the place he's at, right? Uh, but LeBron left the place that he was born 30 minutes from. Giannis has no her- hereditary ties to Milwaukee. I mean, he just was drafted there, and they embraced him. And he's like, he's a great dude, okay? Like, I first time I interviewed him his rookie year, I was sort of taken aback by how innocent he was. Um, and, and everybody has good things to say about him, okay? He stuck up for his coaches in a way LeBron has not. I mean, the way he stuck up for Jason Kidd, et cetera. He's a great dude, okay? And, and so maybe he does feel this loyalty to Milwaukee and to win one for them, but it gets to everyone, okay? You don't have to be Anthony Davis with an itch to want to leave or Kyrie Irving. You know, eventually guys, you know, they get tired of a place or they get tired of being told they can't win. It happened to Durant. And so I do think that there's a chance he leaves if it looks to him like we just don't have enough and I want to have enough to be able to win in my prime. All right, so the second part of this, Alf, is a little more complex, which is if he leaves, where would he go? Okay, so the three three teams, and I don't know if we're the ones that are putting the heat in here because I feel like nationally others are not as much until recently. Um, I guess Stephen A. and some others have kind of thrown Giannis into my – I mean, I've said repeatedly, I felt like the Heat were building a team for Giannis to love. Shooters everywhere, uh, some cheap players around him, a tough guy in Jimmy Butler – uh, who he could trust, particularly down the stretch of games. Of course, down the stretch has not gone so well lately, but Jimmy has a certain attitude to him. Uh, but I also think he would slide over for Giannis because I do think Jimmy wants to win. Obviously, the Bam connection. Bam is friends with everybody. He's next in terms of being the Heat's next great recruiter. And, of course, he shares an agent with Giannis. The only guy that Giannis seems to want to work out with in the entire league is Bam. He has this issue with working out with other players. He's, he called it out again recently. He doesn't like that chummy stuff, um, he, which makes him a perfect Riley player, actually. But the one guy he seems to like is Bam Adebayo. Um, but the other two teams I hear mentioned are Toronto and Dallas. Uh, Toronto, because it's an international city, he really likes Masai Ujiri. Like the Heat, they've got a, a history, a tradition of winning, particularly recently. Um, and, and they have really good players there like Siakam, and potentially Van Vliet and others that could surround him. They've got shooting. The other is Dallas because Luca is, along with Giannis, one of the top five youngish players in the league uh, and is a perfect skill set fit 
for Giannis, like probably better fit than anybody else in the NBA. Um, Dallas also, like Miami, has no state tax. It has pretty good weather and um, recently hasn't been so good, but, but the owner does want to spend and does want to win typically. How do you handicap the heat in that conversation? Um, I, I, it's tough because there's so many, so many things that could happen between now and then. But, uh, with Toronto, if, you, if Masai leaves, right, what is the huge attraction to, uh, to Toronto? A two-year, a two-year older Kyle Lowry? I know, and then the Siakam thing, that connection is real. Um, but if Ujiri leaves, to me, Ujiri is, the, is the, the linchpin of him going to Toronto. That makes the most sense. But historically, Toronto doesn't get free agents. Guys run from Toronto the second they can, for the most part, um, because of the taxes, because of just... But another thing, a lot of those guys are Americans that run from Toronto and they just want to get back, you know, to living the majority of their life back in the United States. For Giannis, that isn't the case, but the tax thing is real. And if Masai isn't there, I don't know what the attraction to Toronto is. Dallas never seems to land a big free agent. Um, So as a Heat fan... I really wouldn't worry about them. Um, but the Donkish thing, like you said, the Donkish thing is real, but they just don't have the history of landing the big free agents. They never seem to be able to close the deal. Um, so I can understand, I, I would, I could see why maybe, uh, I, I could understand the Donkish part of it, but beyond that, I don't see Dallas being that big of a player. So I think it's going to come down to Toronto, Miami. And I, I think, you know, maybe these L.A. teams even have a shot. And I feel like right. they used to be talked about more and they just got stopped being talked about. With, and, but with Miami, you have an international city. You have Pat Riley. You have that, the whole culture thing, which he seems to fit perfectly into. And if Bam takes a, a two more big leaps in the, next, in, in the rest of the season and then next year, he's going to be the main attraction to playing here, not Jimmy Butler. Which is so now you would almost have a big three that you're talking about building in Miami. So to me, it would be I'm I would be looking at Miami or some of the LA or, or the LA teams, not as much Dallas or, or Toronto. But I I'm probably wrong because I mean who knows, right? Yeah, well, that, the question is, you look at the L.A. teams, the Lakers are always going to get mentioned, right? But I only think it's really possible, and I'd have to look at all the cap mechanics, but if they don't have Anthony Davis, right? Like, LeBron didn't sign one-and-ones to be flexible. He signed a four-year deal. So I, I don't really know how you make that work. And I, I honestly, I don't know if Giannis – I feel like Giannis has a little Kawhi in him. I don't know that he wants to play with LeBron. Like, I, I feel like he's more one that would want to compete with LeBron – then sign up with LeBron to kind of win LeBron. And not that LeBron's not still great. He still is. He's a top three MVP candidate this year. Although Giannis, to me, is the unanimous MVP. But it's not that he's not still great, but it's just, it doesn't feel like a Giannis move. As far as the Clippers go, I only see that happening if Kawhi leaves. Like, if he leaves and they replace him with Giannis, maybe. But the three of them together, him, Paul George, I mean, nobody would ever score against them. But I don't... I don't know. I don't see that either. So I, I think, you know, to me, a team that might've made more sense if they could get out of cap hell, but they're never going to be able to now is Houston. Um, except he hates Harden. <laughs> he doesn't hate Harden, but he does respect Harden. Yeah. I don't so see I don't, the Houston thing. No, so uh, I don't think that happens. I, I don't think it's going to be any of the bad teams with cap space. It's not going to be in Atlanta. It's not going to be a Charlotte. He's not going to leave that situation for one of those. Philadelphia is in cap hell. Uh, I don't see how Boston, could create any space for him you know you look out west is he going to go to another smallish market like denver or utah probably not 
oh, oh, you know, OKC, why would he do that? You look at New Orleans to play with Zion. I don't, I mean, I'm looking at New Orleans roster last night. I'm like, wow, David Griffin's got a lot of pieces to play with and he's going to need to make some trades because there's some pieces that don't fit very well. But I, I don't, I, to me, I think the Heat look at this landscape and they say, okay, why not us? Which is kind of the same thing Riley said in 2010 about this three big three players. He's like, why wouldn't they want to play together for us? And, and I know, feel the BAM sorry. thing, I think, gives the Heat a big leg up. I think the BAM thing is the biggest. Like I said, I think that's going to be the main attraction. And Giannis just seems like a smart player where he's not going to a poorly run franchise. And when you look around the NBA, there are not too many well, you know, the, the number of well-run franchises that are going to have money that summer are just, you know, they're, they're not that many of them. Um, you know, I, I brought up the L.A. teams, but you're right. There's absolutely the, the, the cap situation. You know, people can always figure things out. But does the cap, the cap situation work? Is gold, you know, maybe does Golden State enter the picture at, at some point? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, that's but, the one we should talk about. Okay, so yeah, that's the one think, we, I, we, I we, we haven't uh, talked about them. Now, I, now Steph, I, I feel like part of the reason that Steph is coming back this year, and it's supposed to happen this week, right? Uh, it was supposed to happen already. Part of the reason that I think Steph is coming back this year is to kind of show that they're on the way back a little bit. Um, and, you know, they'll get Clay back totally healthy. They've shut him down. They can make it work cap-wise. They would have to maneuver a little bit. They've got the Wiggins contract now to play with. But they believe they're they're getting him. So we should not discount Golden State. I mean, there is a track record of winning. There's no real reason they should be as bad as they are this year, except for, obviously, the ground fell from underneath them. And it feels to me a little bit, Alf, with them, like San Antonio when they got Duncan. Like, you know (laughs) – you know, they were really, really good for a long time. Not as good as Golden State, but they, they were, you know, they were really good with David Robinson. And then everybody got hurt. And, of course, they shut everybody down and they tanked. Dominique Wilkins played like 75 games on a bad Achilles at age 38. And, you know, I feel like that's kind of what's happened with Golden State this year. And they're going to get up very quickly. So they're going to be attractive to him. They got a beautiful new arena. Um, they have what was a rabid fan base. They haven't really shown well this year in the new building with a bad team. And they've got, no matter what, they're going to have Steph and Clay. So I, I feel like that, and plus, I think it'll be safe for him to go there because it's not like Durant. It's not like joining a 73-win Warriors. It's winning a Warriors that's trying to reestablish itself. Like, I feel like that's a better narrative for Giannis. And I also think San Francisco is the kind of city that he fits in. You know, that so would be, yeah, I, that's, a, that's it's an attractive. international city as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful so, place to play. Like, and you, those things, those things factor into the NBA at, where they don't as much in you know in in other leagues because it's a winter sport. I mean, you're playing a lot of games in November, December, January, February where it's freezing, and you know, Milwaukee can be a miserable place. Yeah, no, that's how that's come how come you how come you're not mentioning the Knicks? Let's move on. Well, they did his brother wrong, right? According to him. Like, if they ever had a chance, they don't have a chance <laughs> what now. A trash like, oh it's God. just the worst. How, how are you that bad for that long? Like, I, I mean, some of these other organizations like Cleveland, Sacramento, like, I get it. Like, it's difficult, right? Like, but I mean, you're in New York. Like, has, all right, so let's get James to, Dolan, and he won't sell the team. Well, right, exactly. He just wants to play music. All right, the third part of this um, to close is – if you're the Heat, and we say you're kind of in the conversation, but there's other attractive options. Golden State, Dallas, staying in Milwaukee, uh, Toronto, and maybe an L.A. team or another dark horse. Is it worth it to you, Alf, to hold the cap space in case? Just to get in the room. 
Um, I it's that's an, I don't think that's an easy question, um, but I don't think so. And but it, but that's it comes with caveats, right? If Bradley Beal is available, Victor Oladipo, like there's guys out there that you could win with now with Jimmy Bam and a Beal, Jimmy Bam and uh, like I said, Victor Oladipo. Like there's there's going to be other guys available, um, and I think you go. Like if if the whole league knows that you're going into the room with bad intentions, like you don't really feel you're not gonna you're not gonna put your best offers out there because you're all you're doing is waiting for Giannis. I think that puts you and handicaps you a little bit. I think they have to just approach every disgruntled free agent, every trade scenario as it's on its own merits, and not just and not put everything in the bag for 2021. Like I think. What they did with the whole Gallinari, Gallinari thing, I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. Just be, you know, I, I don't think Gallinari is the kind of uh, needle mover that is going that that makes it worth it to mess up what you've built over the last uh, basically uh, six months, um, right. going back into free agency. But yeah, I, I also don't think that putting all your eggs in one basket is ever the smart move, even though it worked out once in two thousand ten. It, to to think that it's just going to work out again, I I think it's a little bit foolhardy. Yeah, no, and, and I'm with you. Um, I you know I think again the Heat's whole idea is get in the room, and I think that's was our frustration with them was they made moves to not get in the room uh, the past couple of years or to make it impossible once they were in the room. Right when you're in with a Kevin Durant and you've got to kind of talk him into something that doesn't make sense or Lamarcus Aldridge before that or whatever. Uh, but I think the idea is if you if the reason you're not in the room is because you've got Bradley Beal you know, averaging 32 a game for you, you feel a little better about not getting in the room, right? Like, and so to me, it has to be that level player. Like it has to be, you're getting pieces to complete, you know, a serious championship contender. One that can compete with a team that is led by Giannis, right? Whether Giannis is in Milwaukee or whether Giannis goes to Toronto, like you, you need a type of team that's going to be able to compete. If you can't put that team together, then my view is you wait and you take your chances with him or <laughs> you move to plan B in 2021, which is Oladipo or Beal as a free agent, right? Or something else. But if you can get, if your option is to get Beal this off season, and like we've talked about, if you don't have to give, I think you're going to have to, but if you don't have to give up hero, you don't have to, you know, maybe you do have to give up Robinson. Maybe you do have to give up none. I think that would, that's to me is a given that you would have to give up none. Um, but whatever pieces you would have to give up to make that work. And again, like we talk about like the, the heat like they're the only team that would be in on Bradley Beal like he's he's leading the league in scoring over the past couple months like they're not going to be the only team on it on Bradley Beal so if that's going to get more challenging if the Drew Holiday thing doesn't look right if you don't think you're going to get Oladipo <laughs> I understand maybe you try to make more sort of incremental moves to get better but I wouldn't make an incremental move to take you out of the room with Giannis uh yeah the that, Gallo that thing doesn't make sense Gallo, that was an incremental move it's an incremental move and it was going to be a good move Right, I, but if if it if it ruined cap space, it just wasn't it wasn't worth it. No, I, I agree with you, and, and so that's where it's at. So anyway, um, check out the other podcast we did where we recapped the weekend, looked a little bit ahead to the Milwaukee game. Alf, Alex, and I will all be at the game tonight, so we will get you a podcast tonight. We're going to be at Heat Bucks. Um, so yeah, we're giving you a little bit more content. We ask that you subscribe and rate on iTunes if you're on iTunes, but subscribe. Um, one easy way to get us is Spotify. If some of you guys are not on there, if you have android platform that's a good way to go 
Uh, so we've been recommending that. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel, Five Reasons YouTube. Just type that in and you will get all of our episodes on there. So if you're sitting at your computer um, or you have the app, that's a great way to go. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.